So Monday's Irish and Sweden podcast. We're actually doing this on video, so if you're only hearing this online, you're not going to realize what I'm talking about. But I'm currently going up the escalator at Kungsvegården in the station here towards Kungsvegården for the start of the parade. And just like last year, what we're going to do is we're going to wander around and talk to as many people as possible. We want to talk to the ambassador and the Swedish Irish Society and all that kind of thing. People who are hung over from last night because, of course, today is the 18th of March. And uh, we'll see what we can get out of it. I know there's a lot of stalls there. There's going to be a bar there from Veerstrup's Pub, our proud and friendly sponsors who've been here from the very beginning. We have uh, Sure Engineering are here. I think Colin are here. I think Kirby are here. All these great sponsors of the community and are sponsoring the Swedish Irish Society for this parade. I hope I haven't left anybody out. And of course, I'd be more than happy to dump them in there if anybody gets in touch with me. But yeah, so that's what this week's podcast is going to be about. Hopefully, we maybe even have a few voices from down below in Malmo because I was talking to Noah O'Rourke-Drefjell down there. He's probably going to the... Uh, the parade down there we'll see if he can get anything we're just nearing the top of the escalator now so my assistant has to turn around so i will talk to you out on the street First up, we met Mark Ennis of the Swedish Irish Society and Spuds and Sill. He was in their tent sheltering from the rain and helping out. Um, it's what I would call Irish weather. You know, I mean, I have webbed feet like most Irish people, but he say it leaves off in about an hour or so, so we should be fine. Yeah, so by the time the walk inside, we should be grand. Yeah, we should be grand, hopefully. There's plenty of tents around. What were we doing in this tent here with St. Patrick? Uh, this tent is the, uh, well, it's basically Irish-Swedish Society and they're um, more or less uh, telling people about what they do and they've also got some brochures and some uh, knick-knacks you can buy if you want to look a bit more Irish than normal. Are you expecting a good turnout today despite the rain, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Irish people come, Swedish people hesitate, and then they start kicking each other about mid-afternoon, and they'll come anyway. Yeah. So it should be okay. And will you be heading out to watch the match later on? Uh, I don't need to watch it. We're going to win. I know we're going to win. <laughs> Just going out on Monday morning. I really hope you're right, man. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you later. I was here last year. Can we get a word with St. Patrick for the Irish and Sweden podcast, oh, can we? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you can. Well, no. I believe you were involved in ordering this lovely Irish weather for today. Is that correct? Indeed, I was, of course. I bring the weather with me wherever I go. And it's a beautiful setting. Lovely grey skies. A little bit of drop of rain falling. It, it just particularly to make all of us Irish people feel at home today. That's the thing. What are you expecting from the day, St. Patrick? Well, we're looking for lots of entertainment and music and good food and drink and and a good march around the town to show everybody about the vibrant Swedish-Irish Irish community. And what's the most important thing about this day for you? I know this is how you celebrate every year, but do, do you ever sort of, you know, when the hat goes off, do you ever go out celebrating anywhere else, doing that, a bit of dancing? Oh, I do a bit of dancing, and I do a bit of, I do a bit of acting as well. So we have the Spuds and Sill Theatre Company putting on a show here now in, in May on the 12th and 13th, so. That's right, that's dancing at Lunasa is coming dancing up on the 12th. Dancing at Lunasa is coming up, so I'll definitely be going to that, that's for sure, well, I enjoy that. It's fantastic to have such great support from St. Patrick himself for Spuds and Sill, and more information will be coming on the Irish and Sweden podcast Enjoy your parade today, sir. Thank you very much. Enjoy yourself too now. See ya. Thank you. There is absolutely no way that's your hair cast It's a long time since oh, you no, had that much hair. The rain has made it go curly, I'm afraid. It's it it happens at this time of the year. We are with Carl Stein of Tourist Beverages, who is sitting here. And as we were coming over, my daughter's gone, oh, brilliant. Here's Carl with all the things. Uh, what are you doing here today, Carl? With your little shamrocks on the bottles and everything? Yeah, well, those ones were given away to kids that are wearing green, which I hope the majority will be. So they all get a free bottle of our real lemon. The ones who aren't getting uh, wearing green are getting a slap, yeah, exactly, I would presume. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're getting educated for next year. <laughs> 
and then yeah, we're, we're selling the other flavours down so that everybody can come and have a sample and see what, what we're all about yeah. as well. So. Hey, a little bit of rain today, a little bit disappointed, but you have a grand big tent here. How's it yeah. going for you? Because this looks like a real setup. You have a big bar here to roll out. Yeah, it's a, it's a good setup. We're just waiting for a few more punters, but uh, you know, I think the bar itself with the alcohol looks busier than we are, but uh, that's for the day that's in it. These people don't know, they're just letting you down, you know. But uh, with a big rugby match to go, I'd say you'll probably get a few people knocking around, you know. Yeah. How's business going? It's been good, yeah. Yeah, quite a lot after your podcast as well. Thanks for this. Much, this so, yeah. It's all right. That's all free advertising. Commission. Happy You're on commission. <laughs> yeah, it should be. No, it's been going great, actually. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's tougher times now with the whole uh, economic crisis. People are cutting back a little bit on what they're spending, and sadly, that will affect organic food. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen a little bit of a, a little little bit of a backward step in the organic sector in general but uh still going strong for us we're still growing well of course coming out of st patrick's day that's really the start of the spring and then we're into mid-summer and that kind of thing if people want to get touched beverages where can they get them from we're off the shelf we're in all the specialist retail stores like urban deli kaiser varg and Rote, which are mainly stockholm based and then you can purchase our, our e-commerce site is called delatia uh, so that's just delatia.com or .se and you can get next day delivery anywhere in Sweden. So. so somebody will knock on your door with a lovely big box of real lemonade or real raspberry or real cola, that kind of thing. Could even be me with my green wig. Jesus, if it's that, <laughs> can I pay extra and get the Norwegian fella to deliver it? Carl, have a great day here today. Enjoy Thanks, the parade. Good to see Cheers. you. Cheers. Bye-bye. And not far away, we met Curry Volbum of the Swedish Irish Society, who was the MC up on the stage for the day and a founder member of the band The Blarney Pilgrims. Are you going there, Fred? Yeah, I did. Kurt, the master of ceremonies usually at this event. Uh, yeah, how has your St. Patrick's Day been? Because you were playing a lot of live music over the week, oh, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I started... Yesterday, we started at four o'clock and we played to midnight. I think the fingers are sore after that, are they? No, on the throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got... I've been on it before, so it's it's laughing. Yeah, was there many people in there? You were in O'Connell's last night, were you? Yeah, and the, the street was packed. All what? the pubs were packed. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was good crack. Yeah. And are you back in there now this evening, are you? Oh, I. Well, once uh, 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 today, eight days till midnight. Got eight till midnight, so after yeah. the rugby match, basically. Yeah. If people are going into O'Connell's to see you and the Blarney Pilgrims play, what can they expect? What kind of music do you lads do? The, the songs, the ballads, and the tunes. Yeah. We're the only band, really, that sort of a full band now yeah. that does the trad. Yeah. So you'll hear the jigs, the reels, the hornpipes, and all the songs. All the old Dubliner songs, the Dublin oh, City yeah. Ramblers, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah? And even an occasional rebel song might sneak in. Oh, my God, we can sneak them in there. So. Completely, how many are in the band now? We're four, yeah. There's four of you there. Yeah. And what, are you, what instruments are you playing yourself? I play the guitar, and we got a fiddle, mand banjo, and a mandolin. Yeah. And we all sing. Yeah. And where did you fall in love with Irish music, if you don't mind me asking? Christ, it's a very long story. <laughs> No, a very early days. We've talked in 1966. Good Lord. Yeah. When Ronnie Drew was still in short trousers back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my ex-girlfriend at that time had been up there and brought a record with Irish music home. Yeah. And I was doing Swedish and, you know, the occasional Bob Dylan and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, it just connected because it's very close to Swedish trad. Yeah. Very close. There's a lot in common, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Polskas from the north are exactly like the slights. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Can you remember if there was a particular tune or a particular song that you heard and you went, hang on a second, I feel something when I hear that? Christ. Yeah, right. I think it was the old alarm clock. It was the old alarm clock, yeah. was it? And uh, tell me, if I go down to O'Connell's tonight, what song or what tune are you most looking forward to playing down St. Patrick's weekend? Fields of Athen, right. Up you go. My God, turn the house upside down. Yeah. Curry, have a great day, and we'll see you a bit later on, okay? Hey, take care. Good, man, thank you. Good, good.
Uh, oh, this is the thing. You don't get to think of this business, Hannah Fraser. <laughs> we we won't. Okay, team. we won't mention where you work, right? Yes. So we keep this entirely personal. How did you celebrate St Patrick's Day last night? Well, we um, we went to the chamber lunch, um, which was great. A really good chance to meet lots of the business community, um, and then after that, we went out for a couple of pints. So, so what you're saying is that nobody went back to work after the lunch yesterday, is that right? I'm not saying that. Okay, cool. Because it was, it struck me as a very professional event where there was a lot of work being done. There was a lot of work. If anybody is listening there back was. in Dublin. And yeah. then we had a we had a gathering of the Irish community groups and some of the Irish companies that are active in the region. Jeez, that sounds um, like work to me. It was all very hard work. Yeah. So it's been it's been a great week. It's now, been a week long celebration. Not a minute before five o'clock. You went out maybe a minute after five. Where did you go yesterday evening? We actually went to Spesso. <laughs> <laughs> Which was as un-Irish as it comes, yeah. But, was yeah. there a bunch of Irish people with you? There was, yeah. There now, was that sounds like the kind of tactical thing that Hannah Fraser would do, going, hang on a second, all the Irish bars are going to be jammed with people, so I'm going to go somewhere entirely different. Exactly. Was that yeah. you leading the herd again? Was exactly, that? yeah. How, how was the crack there? Uh, it was great, yeah, it was good, really good. It's good, like, to go out with colleagues, mark the day. We spend a lot of our year working throughout Ireland, and it's nice to take a step back and work a moment, mm. yeah. And were you home and in bed by 10 o'clock last Absolutely, night? Absolutely, yes. I'm a minute after. <laughs> Preparing for today. <laughs> Preparing for today. Is it, exactly. Which is bigger, right? Because I got the impression, we were watching everybody celebrating yesterday in Ireland, and I got the impression that, okay, the Swedish Irish, Saturday is going to be the big day for us, right? Yeah, look, I mean, when you look around today, I don't know how many people are here, but it's absolutely phenomenal in the centre of Stockholm to see this. And I was just getting out of the taxi, I was saying, I wonder how many are actually Irish and how many are just here. Yeah. And it's pee and rain as well, like, I, you know? It's, it's a good Irish day for it too, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. I was talking to St. Patrick, he organised the weather for us, you know. Where he's going to go and watch the rugby match and what do you hope for from the rest of the evening? Oh, God, you have to hope for an Irish win, don't you? It's a big day. Um, we're going to Verstrom's, um, so, yeah, we have a few tables booked in Verstrom's and really, really hoping we can do it. Did, did you have to pay Martin cash money to book those tables? They must have been, like, gold or, or did you book them in December? I think when you go there for all the games week after week, today you deserve a table, so, yeah. Do you know what? Anybody who's loyal to Martin is a good friend exactly. of mine. Have a great day, Hannah. Thank we'll you. see you all later. Good, good luck. To see you. Bye. <laughs> the crack with these Carmel, you've just broken a little bit of news to us there in the podcast. The parade's going to be a little bit delayed today, is that right? The, the parade will be delayed by 45 minutes, uh, so quarter past, uh, quarter past two will be leaving from uh, behind the, the bar here. So, uh, yeah. This is the most Irish thing we've ever had at the parade here, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is great, you know, it's fantastic. What was the reason behind that? There's another demonstration There's going another on. There's another demonstration uh, going in the same direction as ours, so there was a slight miss there, you know, uh, with the, the authorities. So, uh, no problem, we have the... The, the bar inside, we have uh, <laughs> plenty of... Uh, 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 food and drinks and all that. Food and drinks and what have you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everything else going uh, exactly as, as planned. Yeah. So we're, we're all fine. Has it been very stressful putting everything together? Well, not not really. I can't... We have a very good team. So, I mean, we're, we've done more or less the same thing as we did last year. Yeah. Uh, but we have made everything a little bit sort of, you know, we've tweaked on everything with the, the tents and so on. Mm. So I think uh, it's gone actually a lot easier this time. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a brilliant job you've done, been Thanks doing here. Thanks much. very much. We'll see you yeah. later on today. Okay. Then. Thanks, Carol. Bye bye. A couple of minutes after that, sure didn't I meet a woman with some of the biggest Irish wolfhounds I've ever seen? Sure, we may as well ask about the wolfhounds. Uh, who? What's the name of these two dogs here? Uh, the older one is uh, Freya. She's two and a half, and the younger one is Tuya, and she is ten months. And where did the love of Irish wolfhounds come from? Are these your first Irish wolfhounds? No, I had my first one in uh, 1989. In 1989? Yeah, since then I have had wolfhounds. I have ten of, I've had ten of them. 
Are they an easy dog to look after? Because yeah. they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Very to live in a huge house, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have, just a big bed. You just need a big bed for the, for the size of them. And are they easy dogs to deal with, are they? Yeah, they're very easy. They're easy yeah. to train and that kind of thing? Uh, Ish. Yeah. <laughs> You'd recommend them anyway for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're lovely dogs. They yeah. certainly are, and these two are particularly lovely. Yeah. And of course there was a bar, and of course it was provided by the wonderful Martin Hessian of Veerstrom's pub, and of course it was absolutely rammed to the gills, and Martin throwing up the pints of stout there together with his daughter Emma, who had a chat with us as well, and of course people going in there and then sheltering from the from, sheltering from the storm, as Bob Dylan would have had it, and I grabbed him just as he was cha- changing a keg there for a little chat. Swear to God, the, ne- the, like me, the next like generation, this. I don't know where we get it from, you know, it's, it's a good thing your mother is so beautiful altogether, you know. <laughs> Martin Hessian is over here, changing the kegs here in the bar. Uh, is this the most second most stressful day of the year for you, is it? It is, that's for sure. It's <laughs> and, good, it's all good fun though, it's, uh, it's a great day for uh, the Irish in Stockholm. Is there a lot of work goes into this now, Martin, because uh, you're there swinging kegs around, you have your daughter here, you have the whole family here, half of Galway is probably here helping you out now, so... Is My there, other daughter is working with the foods on the other side. It's a, it's a family affair now, you have the whole thing sewn up. A little bit like the mafia. Indeed, and of course, as you know, Martin is a great supporter of the podcast, has been since day one. Do you mind if I ask you your name, madam? Emma. Emma. Yes. Uh, how does it feel to be here working with your dad, celebrating St. Patrick's Day? It's funny to see all these people here. Have, have you been at the parades before when you were smaller? I were, yes. Yeah, I can remember you when you were like this size, but you got a whole lot bigger since then. Are you going to go into the bar trade with your dad now, or are you going to do something else? Gonna meet up with my friends later. Sensible woman altogether, that's brilliant. Martin, get those points flowing out to those people, and we'll talk to you a little bit later on. Good man, cheers. And if the gargle isn't for you, sure, maybe the Gwelga is for you. And Gwelgori Natsulen, they had a tent as well. And I had an old chat there with Gregor O'Doyle and with Noel Sheehy as well. And will it be the kind of us Gwelga on showing you? Tomwitz. Tomwitz. And how is that going for everybody so far? It's going pretty well. Um, We've got some people who haven't been exposed to language before so they're quite curious to hear what it sounds like and to you know even learn that there is an Irish language which a lot of people outside of Ireland have never necessarily thought about. There's a lot of people inside of Ireland who haven't thought too much about it either. Who is it that comes to you out in Uppsala University to learn Irish? Yeah it's a mix so we have both online and in-person classes and so for the online classes since they are really free to anyone in the European Union you got a lot of people who uh, grew up in Ireland who uh, have an Irish passport grew up outside of Ireland didn't get a chance to learn in school and kind of later on in life want to pick it up but also a lot of people who are here on exchange and a lot of people who also a lot of Swedish people as well who often have encountered the Irish language because they're interested in Irish music they heard a song in Irish and wanted to know more so really a real mix of people uh, of backgrounds yeah. um, does it make a difference in a film like on Colleen Kuhn The Quiet Girl was nominated for an Oscar there does everybody ring you and go oh have you seen this Irish language film absolutely yeah yeah it's a huge it's, it's, it's huge I mean a few it's a language that you know a, a few generations ago was something associated with you know wretchedness and poverty and for it to be shortlisted for an Oscar nomination is absolutely fantastic everyone's sh- sharing that Paul Mescal clip of him shouting Oscar you get the BAFTAs mm. so I think it does a lot for you know the profile of the language but also Irish speakers own kind of cultural confidence so I think it's yeah it's great it's great seeing this kind of stuff going on I think there is a, more of it there's a great sense of is it broad yeah a great sense of pride when you see a film like that making it there oh, yeah, broad fun. Uh, when you see something like that happening Noel she is there tipping away on his phone is that Google Translate you're using Noel is it no Tommy Egg on Grupa the Nadini 
so talk comortus own August big arts uh, a guess you need to guess Thomas cave at all okay August scrive the frogger er mala gail yori sasolan okay August shot and do scahoons up Oh, very nice indeed. Easter Rising 1970. Yeah, exactly. And the winner will be announced on on our wall. And that's the Facebook wall for Gregory Sassoulin. Exactly, exactly. We've been there with the podcast recording before, lads. How is it going? Is there more people coming? Is it the same people coming back all the time? How's the Gregor going? Is it developing there now, would you say? It's developing for the people that come back. Oh, yeah. In English or Swedish? English will do the job, yeah. sorry. It's growing, but slowly. I think a lot of people are shy. Yeah. And the thing is, if they come to Veerstrums or wherever we're having it, and they have a pint, they relax, it comes back, and it's so much fun. Yeah. I'm delighted I joined the group. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you come home, and you're happy. You feel clever because you just spoke for an hour in a language not many people know. Yeah. And uh, it makes me feel extra Irish. But you know what, I think I get more handsome since you started speaking Irish again. Anyway, Craig, I was watching the RT News last night, right? And they were mixing Irish and English. Is it something that you find helpful? Is it something that you think, no, you need to immerse yourself in the language? What's the best way for somebody living in Sweden to go about learning Irish, do you think? I mean, use what you can, honestly. Like, it's, um, and that's, if you go to the girls' house as well, you'll hear people kind of switching Irish and English all the time. That's just very natural. If you yeah. if you speak both languages, kind of Even in the course both. of the same sentence, they'll oh, yeah, drop yeah, in English yeah, words. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so, honestly, yeah, especially if you're in a country where it's not widely spoken, use what you can. Um, you know, whatever will help you kind of achieve or get, get in the direction of fluency. You know, if it is just throwing in the odd word here and there, that if that helps, that helps, you know. And what do you hope, to, what does the group hope to get out of your presence at the parade here today? Well, obviously my, my inimitable charm and charisma. Oh, obviously, there'll be a whole slew of wives and that kind of thing coming out of it as well. Well, are you hoping that people will join the group then, that you'll see them in beer shops later on, yeah? I'm hoping, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to kind of uh, lure some people to join us at the pub and, uh, you know, try a bit of Irish. Hopefully, you know, after a few pints, we'll come back to them. Uh, the wander down here should be no bother getting these people into the pub. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very I much, Nate. Go meet them all, good. And sure wasn't there walking away from the tent there and I bumped into the bell Staffan or Stefan Berlin, a Swede, and he flew into Nguelg and all. So last year in the podcast we featured this gentleman who's a Swede who's going to introduce himself. Uh, it's Mr. Stefan. I guess it's as Marie Stado with me. Uh, I guess uh, so a, a fluent Irish speaker uh, not fluent but uh, well, not far off on, on my way uh, on your way, on way yeah. where did you find that love of that Stefan uh, I guess it started uh, 30 years ago and uh, it was the Irish music that was the, the door opener yeah. uh, into to the Irish culture and that's opened new doors so it's in a way like a, like a snowball on Rev Shedaka was it difficult to learn in the beginning do you think uh, yeah it is a challenge <laughs> but it's great fun make no bones about it it's rough you know yeah. <laughs> come here to me there's a lot of stuff in music like if you go you know for though for though if you go a long way back there's a lot of Shan notes was that the kind of thing that you wanted to understand better when you started to learn the language Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I'm playing and singing uh, a lot of Irish music, and uh, had a great love of, of, of the Irish, of the old Irish songs. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to introduce to to um, 
learn a few songs in Irish for the repertoire. Yeah. And uh, then I realized that, yeah, I guess I need to to, uh, to start studying the language in order to be able to sing. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, the start of it. And apart from your good self, what artist would you recommend to listen to if people want to listen to music in the Irish language and learn a couple of fuckle as they go along? Uh, I would say Clan Wigrod is a great band. Uh, you can listen to them now. Uh, there's a concert from Stalet in Stockholm on, on P2. Folk Music yeah, they played in November here, didn't uh, they? Yeah, they do. And yeah. uh, of course, also Liam and Wendley, uh, the Hotter um, Flower uh, singer, singer, yeah. And uh, Ronan O'Snoddy, uh, I would say he's. Uh, and and Keela. Uh, Keela, of course. Yeah. A couple of, of great Brilliant. attractions. That's fantastic. Stefan, good to meet you, Yeah, good to meet Jesus lads you couldn't be out there now on a Saturday afternoon in Stockholm without a bit of fika so I went looking for it and who did I discover only Jack Ryan of Mutley and Jack's that we talked to a few weeks ago on the podcast and he making coffees to bait the band keep working away there so we keep going so we have some virgin Irish coffees which is a way around uh, the regulations I suppose but it's the coffee is soaked in uh, Irish whiskey for 30 days before it's been roasted so you get all the flavours but the alcohol is burned off and did you do this out in uh, in Rindal, did you? yeah exactly I gotta tell you get up to some things out there how's uh, business going out there? it's not too bad not since uh, the last podcast as well there was a few <laughs> extra orders you got so, a few extra orders yeah. is the dog with you today is he? he's not he's too expensive to work on Saturdays but this so, is the thing of course yeah. you have to pay the uh, the overtime and that kind of thing yeah. you know, so. um, an event like this how important is it for you to be here on St. Patrick's Day with the, the green short on and the whole lot you know is it good to be so showing what your wares to the community so to speak it's very nice it's hard to not have a smile on your face actually when you're in the middle of it getting rained on for authenticity and uh, yeah, that's a good crack it's a perfect day for it. anything new coming on the horizon now when's the next batch of coffee coming in that we can look forward to uh, it's always conveyor belt There's new things. Yeah. you know what we'll have to come back out there again soon actually we might come down there and watch you soak in a few beans and whiskey yeah, one of these days you know you're welcome brilliant thanks very much Jack Jeez, after that, I was going round the place looking for a bastard Austin Gormley and the most Irish thing in the world happened. I was going round going and saying to people, ah, do you know where the ambassador is? Do you know where the ambassador is? Ah, sure, he's probably in the beer tent was the answer. And I turned around and looked and there he was walking out. Now, sober as a judge, lads, but there he was walking out of the beer tent right towards me. And she'd have to grab him and get the official word from Ireland's ambassador to Sweden, Mr. Austin Gormley. Austin, another fantastic occasion, but tinged with a little bit of regret, a little bit of sadness for, for our community because you'll be leaving us soon heading to South Africa. Oh, but uh, Phil, that's many months away, you know. Oh, so, oh, we'll make the most of what we have yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let's not talk about that. We'll enjoy Sweden while we're here. We, we, we will indeed. How has it been so far? Fantastic, yeah. Really great atmosphere in the tent and outside the tent, Phil. Yeah, and uh, we're going to look forward to this now. I think the music and uh, obviously the parading and the walking around yeah. central Stockholm should, yeah. be, should be great. Do you, when you get up this morning and saw a little bit of rain, were you in any way afraid that people no. wouldn't show up? No, no, not at all. We're Irish, you know. What does it matter? It doesn't matter, yeah. They're soft actually, day, soft day. Soft day, thank yeah. God. There's yeah, plenty of exactly. people. What has the week been like in terms of, I mean, there's usually a lot of stress for you working in, in diplomacy and with the various different state agencies, community organisations. Has it been very stressful for you? Not stressful at all, no, no. It's a great opportunity to celebrate Ireland, well, everything that we're about. We had a group in from the UCD earlier in the week into the Ireland House, which is great. Um, then we were up in uh, Uppsala in Cathedralskolen, which is one of the oldest schools in Sweden. And we heard, for instance, Dulemon sung Oskelga by a male choir from the school, you know, unbelievable. It's amazing, really it? fantastic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had, of course, our National Day official reception yesterday where we met the, you know, the politicians and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, senior officials, and today we have this fantastic Irish community event. So, no, it's, it's a great time 
and it's a great opportunity to celebrate Ireland. It's a great opportunity as well for the community as well to come out and really bond together and show what we're about, I guess, as Irish people. If we take a snapshot uh, of where is the relationship with Ireland and Sweden at the moment? Because they reopened their embassy now in Dublin, which is one of those things that we've wanted to see for years. Are, are things better than they have been for a long time? Absolutely. Very well phrased, Phil. You're really uh, a diplomat I'm after your job. You're a diplomat at heart, yeah. <laughs> no, no, the relationship has always been very strong, but Sweden, as you know, has been absent from Dublin officially for over 10 years. So the re-establishment of the embassy as of last month is really very welcome from our perspective. And again, it just further strengthens those bonds and the understanding as well, I think, of what's happening in Ireland and the dynamics of the country. Uh, it's very important that they have, uh, Sweden has official representation there. Mm -hmm. So it's great, it's a great move and uh, Magnus 3 Dan, the uh, new ambassador is doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Is there a lot of uh, things that happen behind the scenes to get something like that to happen? Are you the first point of, of contact or is it the Department of Foreign Affairs when they say, right, we're thinking of reopening the embassy? Yeah, certainly at official level, at ministerial level, of course, we've always brought it up, uh, the absence of the embassy and the need to re-establish. But it's also the fact that there is such a dynamic business relationship, economic relationship, cultural relationship, and the community as well have demonstrated that Ireland matters in Sweden and Ireland's here and we've had visibility. And it's important that Sweden gets back there uh, to have an official presence back at home, you know. So I think it's a combination of factors. Of course, we lobby at official, at senior official and at ministerial level. But the fact that we're so visible here, I think, does make a difference. And finally, this will be your last St. Patrick's Day here. What do you want to achieve in the time that you have left in Sweden? Do you have any goals for yourself or do you just want to keep, keep doing the same great work that you've been doing? I want to support you, Phil, and all you're doing, uh, but the podcast that's, that's is very welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but really one of the highlights for me here has been the community. Uh, really, I must say, a bit of a surprise, but the strength of the community. I know you're very much part of it, but there's a lot of people uh, involved in the background in today's event, and this just sort of symbolises how strong it is. Um, so, if anything, bringing the community together, the three organisations together a little bit more, the work that you've been doing and others have been doing in Malmo as well, uh, and in Gothenburg, to get the community going there, I think is very important. And the link between the community and business as well, Irish business, is, is key. And I think we've done a little bit in that space uh, and we can do more, you know. So I think we're leaving a, in a situation where Ireland and Sweden is very strong and can only get stronger in the years ahead. We're looking forward to seeing who'll be coming as your successor, but thank you for everything that you've done thank, for us here in your time. Thank you, Phil, for all your work with the podcast and beyond. Too. And we're, we're also not writing his obituary yet. He's going to be here until August, so uh, we at will least, be back in the podcast yeah, at yeah. least four more times between now and yeah, then. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have Thanks a great so day. Thanks thank you. So. But you know what, lads? The best part of the parade has to be meeting people that you only see very, very rarely, sometimes even once a year. And there was loads of them out yesterday. I hadn't seen uh, Don Curry in an awful long time. But didn't I get a chance to have a chat with our own dancing queen, Maria Stein, wife of Carl Stein, who... As she has done so many years in the past was out dancing kicking up a storm in various places and she had to have a little chat with her <laughs> is this is this one of your young places yeah 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 holy smokes yeah. the size of that young yeah. the last he's time young, i saw but you he's not small he's not yeah but he's <laughs> handsome as well he gets yeah, that from his mother you know? <laughs> maria you were doing uh, the irish dancing yet again for st patrick's day yes uh, tell me where you were performing uh, we were at the um, Irish em uh, Embassy reception, uh, which was at uh, Historiska Museet. Yep. Yeah, so that's, um, that was uh, on Thursday night. And then yesterday, um, we were dancing in uh, the old town uh, with uh, Tourism Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Take me back to when you started dancing originally, right? I know yes. that's not today or yesterday, but how it's did you not. get interested in it? <laughs> uh, I was watching the Eurovision, and I saw the the river dance uh, number there that uh, you know uh, when people are voting and uh, waiting for the results 
uh, and I was uh, gobsmacked. <laughs> I just loved it. Oh, I was so emotional. It was so beautiful. It's so cool. And uh, I was actually I was 17 at that time, and I was like so angry because I wanted to have grown up in Ireland to be able to do that because it wasn't here in Sweden and yeah. all that. So yeah, I was like, oh, I missed that chance. But then. Uh, somebody came over from Denmark uh, four years later for a weekend course, uh, so I joined that and then um, uh, out of the ones that uh, participated there we were yeah, really happy with the course and we wanted to train together uh, on our own so we just kept going and uh, we had gigs after like two months so yeah we worked hard because we had something to, to work for. I mean. Yeah. I, I have to say, you are absolutely brilliant. I remember the first time seeing you, just going, "How on earth are these Swedish women doing this?" You're still doing it after all these years. I am. Does it still get? Do you still get the same joy out of it oh, with yeah. the girls? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I love it. But I mean, of course, now I have kids and uh, you know other things to do, but uh, I still get dragged into it, and uh, I make it work. <laughs> Does it take much rehearsal every year, or can you, is it just like you can turn it on like a tap kind of thing? I mean uh, the. The tap dancing, I mean, the it's more like uh, an instrument, yeah. I feel, nowadays. So, uh, um, yeah, it's like picking up an instrument again. Of course, you need to uh, rehearse a bit before or do other training to keep you, you know, in okay shape. And, yeah. Uh, because it's, it is quite hard work. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can, you, it's possible to pick it up. <laughs> and for the Still. next generation of girls who might go on to, or guys for that matter, who might go on to YouTube and see that clip that you saw and that inspired yeah, you all those yeah. years ago, is there anywhere they can go to learn in Stockholm anymore? We used to have lessons, didn't we? Yeah, we used to have lessons. Uh, now I don't know of anybody actually having any courses on but uh, I'm not I'm not really sure well to look uh, at it if anybody's listening to this podcast they want to start I'll just give them your number all right okay thanks very much <laughs> okay, for talking to thank me thank you so there we were, all ready to go in Kungsted Gordon, and we're looking around for the stewards who are going to make sure we safely get round the parade route in Stockholm and uh, there they were in their Sunday best high-vis vests Needless to say, they were standing outside of the beer tent. Uh, I talked to Porrig and I talked to Cormac and a few of the lads from the Stockholm Gales who took on the role of stewards and made sure that everything went off as safely and as securely and as beautifully as it always does at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Stockholm. Uh, where are all the stewards drinking beer before the parade party? It's a big day, Phil and I, you know, we didn't need to saddle the nerves and like one of the biggest days of the year so we're just making sure we're ready to go before the parade starts this is exactly what he says before we play Gaelic football as well it's a big day we need to send you the nerves is that why we were drinking pints before it? no we're going to do that no. oh, but we... Oil, Phil, you know <laughs> <laughs> and we don't play in front of crowds like this here so uh, that's, that's it's, a, it's, it's a, a sh- different ball game today it's a huge crowd today lads despite the rain and that kind of thing no, Cormac, were you surprised to see that many people here not at all Sure, is it lovely? Was it all of your fans were here? Was it? Yeah, well, most of them are at least. You know, one or two couldn't make it, but sure, the line share of them are here. What, what was the training like for the, the job of steward here today? Look, we had serious warm-up drills here. You wouldn't have been here early enough to see it, but uh, <laughs> I don't do warm-ups. I haven't done for thirty years. <laughs> I know, yeah, but you don't need to. You're a flexible, man. <laughs> I also don't move. That's true. <laughs> Although I still hear you're kind of hanging around the boxes of any game you can get on and fucking score a goal. Sure, you know? look at lads. Have boots will travel. You know, Paddy. What's going to be the story with the uh, GEA in the Nordic region? This year. You might share with the people what the plans are for tournaments, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I'm aware we've got three tournaments uh, proposed for this year. Uh, two in Sweden and one in Iceland. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have to stop you there. 
Right. Re- Reykjavik, Iceland. Where did they come out of the woodwork? And uh, is that going to happen? That tournament, would you say? Uh, to be honest, that's definitely uh, a long shot in, in, in my opinion because. Uh, that's a bit of a long trip to get, and uh, I don't know if we'll have the numbers there, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the two Swedish tournaments, definitely excited. I think one starts in a month in Malmo, and yeah, we start on Wednesday to get prepared for that. And what will we be doing now? Will we be sort of training once a week now before we go down there? Yeah, we'll start once a week just to get the season kicking off, and then maybe two weeks before we'll up it to twice a week. Yeah. All going well. So, uh, But it's um, no, we're excited this year. The, the numbers seem good, the interest seems good, so um, yeah, we're in it to win it. Brilliant. Yeah. And for anybody else in Sweden, uh, which other clubs do you think are going to be taking part this year? Um, Lem, we're from Mamo have a team going this year. We have Yavla, I think Yavla will be one of our big contenders this year. They they have a, a nice kind of base up there and they've got like the facilities, so... Um, and um, I'm not aware of Yatabori taking part this year, so... Uh, but I think there's... Um, three of us in Sweden this year uh, but back to Javla again they'll be our big, uh, big yeah. rivals again of course I was actually only talking to some of the lads from there the other day and they were saying they always won now you know for, for a couple of years ago when we went up and yeah, won the championship yeah, yeah. on their home soil so yeah, yeah. when is that tournament that's in August when the whole thing will go down up there I think it's August 27th and um, but that gives us plenty of time to to get the fitness up and running um, Mamo will be a bit of a challenge in a month um, I think the season's starting a bit earlier this year so we definitely need to get uh, up and running on Wednesday and hopefully the lads will be uh, yeah, fresh and ready to go And how's it looking on the ladies front? The ladies, um, I, I was talking to Tony McCormick and there seems interest there too um, I'm not sure about the, the ladies um, numbers at the minute but Tony said he's getting plenty of uh, messages about when we're starting and we're both training on the same night so I'll find out on Wednesday Brilliant we get them all out there we get this season going thanks very much Yeah you're very welcome and uh, I'll see you around today You will indeed and you'll see me on April when uh, we're playing that tournament down at Mambo's Take it easy and with that they were off and I thought right I had to go to work I couldn't be part of the parade this year I had to head off uh, because it was soccer to be covered and uh, this podcast much and all as you are brilliant in supporting it and we thank all our sponsors for it not yet paying the bills lad so I had to head off but before I did so I decided I was going to stop in because I heard when you heard Jack talking about that and the coffee beans and they soaked in whiskey and the whole lot so Jesus you'd have to have a go at that Right, we are back with Jack uh, at Muttley and Jack's Coffee Roasters and we're going to try one of these Irish coffees here, right? What can I expect from this, Jack? You're usually very good at describing these things. It's going to actually, it's going to knock you with the, the whiskey aroma. You'll be questioning whether you're safe to drive or not, but I can assure you that you are. And then there's a nice creamy uh, texture as well. Lovely, let's give this a go. Hold on a sec now. Oh my God, it does. There's a very sort of whiskey taste off that. And it's the usual lovely light taste, a lovely light clear taste of uh, Jack's coffees. It's fantastic altogether. In the background, you can hear the ambassador making his opening remarks. The parade is a little bit delayed, as you would have heard earlier on. But that's about it now from this week's Irish and Sweden podcast. From the voices at the St. Patrick's Day Parade here, we'll be back again next week with yet another episode. Look after yourselves, look after one another, and sure I'll talk to you all again next week.
There you go. That was the wonderful Chris O'Neill there. What a terribly nice fellow and a fascinating story altogether. And uh, do check out the handball. I think it's going to be on Viasat or Via Play or one of those channels over the next little while. But uh, if you're working with Swedes at all, you're probably going to bump into some talk about this. And of course, the cross-country skiing season is going on and the biathlon season is going on and all these things are going on. So... Get involved in them. See what your workmates are talking about and check it out. We've had Carl Lambert on the podcast here before talking about doing Voss at Luppets, the big uh, ski race. And I think back in the day there, we had uh, Thomas, um, not necessarily Swedish-Irish, but certainly Norwegian-Irish, who competed at uh, the Olympics in cross-country skiing for Ireland. So interesting to listen to and find something different to do because in one way, we're always talking to the Gaelic Games community about how to get Swedes to play our games and we kind of have to start reciprocating that a little bit. And I often thought, to be honest, uh, and maybe you got the same impression from what Chris was saying there, that handball players would be great Gaelic footballers, boys and girls. So we really need to get down to the handball clubs and get involved there. And so the side looked at them and go, you know what, uh, during the summer here is a bit of ball going on if you fancy it because they don't tend to play during the summer especially the recreational players which is the kind of player I suppose that uh, Chris himself has become at this point you know so um definitely worth taking that idea out there maybe actually if you're above in Yavla or if you're above in Lulio you might do a bit of a swap so you can go to your local handball club and say look at we've a bunch of guys a bunch of girls here working on sites during the day and they'd like a bit of a runabout uh, during the winter and maybe we can you know you can try having a run out with us during the summer and come down and try Gaelic games and that because if we're going to have a future for Gaelic games it means having natives you know local people people who are born and bred here including our own children has to be said it it means having them involved in the sports you know so it might be a sort of an area for growth uh, it might be a, a source of players it might be a source of contact with the local community it might be a source of indoor training facilities which jesus knows we spent ages arguing over and fighting over and talking about uh, before we go, don't forget now that, of course, this being the time of the year that it is, the Six Nations is around the corner, and there is no better place to be watching the Six Nations, boys and girls, than by getting down to Martin Hessian's pub, Veerstrom's pub in Gamlastown here in Stockholm. Uh, there is, of course, Fagan's pub down below, but Martin has been a very generous and very kind sponsor of this podcast from the very beginning, and I'm very grateful to him for that. Book a table, because if you just rock up at the door, you're going to find yourself, you know, sitting in the window there where you can't see the television, or there'll be some big Egypt with a head in front of you, usually my head, it has to be said. Uh, so do try to book a table somewhere and make sure that uh, if you are coming in to watch the rugby the Six Nations games Ireland will be playing five games there make sure to tell them that you want to be there to, to, to watch the rugby right? so that they don't put you in some quiet uh, little corner where great place for a first L Tinder date not that great if you're cheering on the boys in green right? and of course don't forget that the girls in green will be taking part in their own competition so you can also book tables for that uh, in the coming weeks we'll be looking to all those things and you know try to structure things a little bit better this year uh, in terms of letting you know what's coming on well in advance so when the Gaelic football clubs go back training that I'm hoping to be able to bring you all that kind of news of the when and the where and the what they're looking for and how you can get involved and of course we'll talk to the Swedish Irish Society about what they're looking for ahead of their AGM and indeed ahead of St Patrick's Day but of course, at the end of the day, I want to be talking about what you're interested in. So if you want to ping me on Instagram, if you want to ping me on Twitter, if you want to give me a call, if you have me number, find me on Facebook, report me to missing people, have me brought to your house by the police, whatever it is you need to do to get in touch, do it because I'm more than happy to hear from you. Because like I say, community podcast lads, this is all for and about you. And to a lesser extent, me waffling into a microphone every week, but it's all foreign about you. So do let me know if there's something that everybody else needs to know or if there's something that you'd like 
system. You know, if you've written a book, if you've written a poem, if you're doing a gig, start a company, get on to me and do all those things. Right, listen, we're running out of things to say, so we shall leave it there. Back with another episode next week. Uh, as I say, today, there is a stretch of the evenings. Not going to call it grand stretch of the evenings yet, lads, because that's not where we're at. But uh, we'll get through this winter as we've gotten through every winter to date. Uh, in the meantime, look after yourselves, look after one another, and I will be back to you next week with an up- another episode of the Irish in Sweden podcast. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>